Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. 2 Peter 1.19 And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. As a new believer, I was very discouraged by the difficulty I had reading and understanding and believing the Bible. I am not an academically gifted person, nor am I a good reader, so my frustration was compounded by the fact that there were several scholars constantly casting doubt on the divine inspiration of the Bible. It got annoying, but were they right? I don't want to believe something that's not true. So I began to do my own homework and study the scriptures. I found answers to many of the contradictions touted by so many Bible skeptics. And I also found the Holy Spirit was strengthening my faith and enlightening me on my own issues using the scriptures, leading me to finally admitting that the Bible is the true word of God. I knew it. it. wasn't that, oh yeah, I believe it. I profess this belief. No, now I'm convinced because I see the value, accuracy, and the inspiration in the scriptures. And God began to change my life big time. So I want to examine exactly what the Bible is and is not. The Bible is not a book of old legends and fables like so many people say. It's actually a small library of books written by about 40 different people, including shepherds, fishermen, kings, prophets, politicians, a tax collector, a physician, military leaders, etc. A lot of different types of people. And they wrote from places like dungeons, palaces, small houses, open fields and temples and other places. And the span of time they wrote is over 1,500 years. And culture changed over and over again, bringing even more diversity among the writers. And despite all the diversity, all the different occupations, the education or lack of, the scriptures are intricately woven together to form one constant message to mankind. This book is all about Jesus. Ancient manuscripts found and compared to modern translations are incredibly consistent. Look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. They have that scroll of Isaiah in the time of Jesus. And when they compared the scroll of Isaiah 2,000 years ago to the modern translation of Isaiah, it was the same. The message and the content was solid. The scriptures, as other ancient writings, have survived only by handwritten copies. In order to produce them, they don't have copy machines. They have to handwrite these things. The scribes meticulously transcribed the scriptures. And you can do your homework on that and find that they made one mistake, they threw the whole thing away. It was very expensive to do that too. They didn't have paper, they didn't have pens, they didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So it was a very delicate process, a very expensive process. So if we look at the books of antiquity, we find something crazy. For example, the original writings of Julius Caesar, they're gone. Now Julius Caesar was alive before Christ, so his writings are gone. But we know that he wrote because of the copies that still exist, which are only 10. And these 10 copies were written a thousand years after Julius Caesar died. So you have that thousand year period. That's the length of time between his life and the first copies that we have. Homer's classic, the Iliad, has 600 copies that were written 1300 years after the original ones. That's a long time. And there's a bunch of other examples like that, where you have this huge amount of time between the time that they were writing these things and these writings that we currently have. These are a few examples of the ancient writings that nobody really 
questions, but the time lapse is significant from the original writings to the first copies that still exist. Now we look at the New Testament, we have over 24,000 copies of ancient manuscripts and fragments, with some of these dating within 35 years from the original writer's death. It's crazy. No other book in history has been attacked as much as our Bible. It has been made illegal under penalty of death by many leaders over time, confiscated by governments, confiscated by churches, the medieval church. You got caught with a Bible, they would burn you at the stake. It's that kind of psychotic stuff. One person noteworthy is the French philosopher Voltaire, who said the Bible would disappear within a hundred years of his death, and he was hostile towards Christianity. Very talented philosopher, very prolific writer, swore to destroy Christianity. And he died, and the Geneva Bible Society set up shop in his house and used his printing press to print thousands of Bibles. Kind of funny. Another thing about the Bible, it's a foundational resource for ancient Middle East archaeology, and despite all the criticism the Bible still receives, it continues to unfold the Middle East just as it says. For example, the Bible speaks of a people group to the north of ancient Israel called the Hittites. And for years, this was a point the skeptics used to discount the Bible because there's no such people recorded in ancient history and no other evidence of their existence until they discovered the ancient Hittite empire found north of Israel and totally consistent with the biblical references. And there's a bunch of those things. You know, people say, yeah, this isn't true because you know David didn't exist. We don't have anything about David. And then they find a thing about the house of David you find this stuff all the time because the archaeology continues to unveil new clues and new evidences supporting the scriptures, but nobody really wants to talk about that. They want to trash the Bible. And when the disciples declared Jesus to be the Messiah in Luke 19.39, the Pharisees were flipping out and they said, rebuke your disciples. And he said, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. In other words, the stones will support the truth. And that's what you see in archaeology. The stones don't contradict the scriptures. They support the scriptures. The Bible's scientific. There are many interesting statements in the scriptures, which only modern science has proven correct. For example, in Isaiah 40, 22, it says, it is he who sits above the circle or sphere of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. So there you have Isaiah over 2,500 years ago declaring that the world is round and the universe is expanding. Go figure. It wasn't until the 15th century it would confirm the world was round, and people were getting killed for that. The world is round? What? You're a heretic. They would kill people for thinking the world was round. In Jeremiah 33:22, he says, As the host or the stars of heaven cannot be numbered, and the sands of the sea cannot be measured, so I will multiply the offspring of David my servant and the Levitical priest who minister to me. So classic astronomers, they counted the stars to be just over a thousand. And in the ancient times, they used the stars. Like God created the stars to be signs in the heavens. In Genesis 1:14, God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heaven to separate the day from the night, and let there be signs for seasons and for days and for years. So there's your purpose for the stars. You know, the ancients used the stars to navigate, and they counted them. Jeremiah isn't saying that you can't number the stars, even though they did number the stars. Now we find out with modern astronomy that, yeah, you can't number the stars. Job, the oldest book in the Bible, perhaps, he describes in detail the creature Bohemoth and Leviathan, which appear to be dinosaurs. Read those references, and you're like, oh, that could be a dinosaur, totally. The Bible's prophetic. There are hundreds of references talking about the coming anointed one of God, the Messiah, or the Christ. Messiah is the Hebrew word for the anointed one. Christ is the Greek word, actually Mashiach and Christos, but we say Messiah and Christ. Two different languages, same word, basically. And they all came true exactly as foretold. The odds of that are incomprehensible when you look at it. The Bible states that God's chosen people, Israel, will be dispersed throughout the earth and in the last days be regathered again as a people in the land 
that God promised them. In the second century, Rome expelled the Jews from the land, and it wasn't until 1948, right after World War II, against all odds that Israel emerged again as a nation in their homeland, just like the Bible says. The Bible refers to ancient people groups that will become allies in the last day. Among them are Russia and Iran, who have historically never been allies until now. So there's all this prophetic stuff. There's tons of prophetic stuff. The Bible is unique among the world religion's holy books in many ways, and it stands alone as the most historically accurate, prophetic, consistently themed book of all time, and it's still number one on the world's bestseller list. So the Bible, when honestly surveyed, poses several problems for the skeptic, but for the believer, the person trusting in Jesus, it is a refreshing source of life. So get into the Bible, read it, study it, look at the contradictions, look at what the skeptics are saying, dig in and find the answers. They're there. And you'll find that the Bible stands alone as the book of humanity. There's just nothing else like it, but it is a small library of 66 books divided into the Old Testament, and then you have a 400-year period of time between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the New Testament is all about Jesus and fulfilling the Old Testament. And giving insight to God's continual plan for the nation Israel. He still has a plan for him. So dig in, check it out. You can trust the scriptures, and you can learn from them. They will minister to you. The Holy Spirit will give you guidance and totally bless you. Thank you.